your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 524 of Locked On Canadians. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms wherever you listen to your daily shows. Thank you so much for your support. It means a ton. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. I am flying solo once again, but don't worry. Laura will be back soon. You don't have to worry about that. She will once again be gracing this podcast with all of her knowledge and fun and joy and everything else she does for this show. But for right now, you have just me and folks. The Canadians are on a long, long pause right now due to COVID. They added another four people to COVID protocol today. They officially do not have enough NHL contracted players to ice a team. There are more players in protocol and on the injured list, then healthy enough to play the game of hockey right now at the NHL level. It's not great to be quite honest with you. So hopefully that every, hopefully this, you know, writes itself quickly. These players come back healthy and we can get through what is going to be a very long back half of the season due to these injuries. But today uh, we're having a little bit of fun with it. We always try and talk about prospects with world juniors canceled. Uh, we unfortunately didn't get to see as much of Oliver Kapanen, of Jan Meshack, and of Caden Gooley that we would have liked, and to potentially see more of Shane Wright and Connor Bedard and those upcoming draft prospects that are clearly right in the Canadians' wheelhouse for the next couple of years, depending on the rebuild. And I thought inside today's episode, we would have a little bit of fun with it. And I'm going to name my first, second, third star, plus some honorable mentions for our North American prospects. I could not possibly do the European prospects justice. Patrick Bexell remains the expert in that. We're going to look at getting him on here to talk about Oliver Kapanen, Matthias Norlinder's return to Sweden and to Frölunda, and so much more after that. But for right now, in the first segment, we're going to jump into this one, the only one where where I can only have two stars. We're going to talk goalies, and I love goalies. I don't understand everything about the position. I am not a goaltending expert by any means, but I do know what makes a good goalie, or I like to think that I know what makes a good goalie. And my first star this season is Jakob Dobish. He is playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the NCAA this year. He has a 13-5-0 record, 2.10 goals against, and a 926 save percentage. I talked about him a little bit in a previous episode. He's just a little bit too old to be playing in World Juniors this year, but he's come out of nowhere for Montreal in that he was picked way late in the draft and didn't exactly have outstanding stats, anything crazy. He was drafted in round five, 136th overall, and his numbers, like looking at when they drafted him, they drafted him in 2020. His numbers with Omaha that year, 9-6-3, and three, 891 save percentage, 309 goals against. Next year in Omaha, 26-16-3, 908 save percentage, getting better. And then this year in the NCAA where things are a little bit more structured and free-flowing, honestly, it's a pretty impressive showing from uh, from the Czech goalie there. And I'm 
very curious what his next level is because we've seen the Canadians do this before. Uh, they drafted Hayden Hockey, who was very good at the NCAA level, and then they traded him for, I believe, what was a fifth-round pick that became Rhett Picklick, who, you know, that's another story. It didn't work out, but Hockey hasn't been able to stick at any level right now. He currently just signed, I believe, a PTO to fill in for the Rochester Americans as their backup goaltender is going through COVID protocol himself. He's bounced between the ECHL, the AHL on just tryout contracts and such. And it's a weird thing that sometimes it just doesn't work out. And Dobish seems like one of those guys that we don't know because we've seen good goalies in the NCA not be able to cut it at the NHL level. And we've seen guys come out of nowhere and just be stars. I, I like that he's continued to get better year after year. He's a big guy, he's six foot four, 201 pounds. He's 20 years old, so he's still got developing to do. And honestly, this is the kind of guy you look at and you go, this is found money when it comes to goaltenders. You know, you you can sign him to his entry-level deal one year or two years or whatever it is out of college, and you can have him take the Caden Primo route in the AHL and move its way up, assuming Caden Primo is your goalie of the future because as we look at this every year that he's played you know junior major junior hockey or to the ncaa he's getting better year after year and i'd like to do some film study on him and see a little bit about what he's uh what he's about right now admittedly i don't get to watch as much ncaa hockey as i would like to and the second star for the canadians is 2020 round 2021 draft pick Picked 214th overall in round seven, Joe Verbatic of the North Bay Battalion. He didn't play at all last year in 2020-2021 because COVID wiped out the OHL season. And in the previous year for the North Bay Battalion, who were not good, they were not a good team. He was 14-25-1 with an 881 save percentage and a 423 goals against. Not great, but North Bay was terrible. And watching the highlight reel from that season or some of the games that were posted on uh, the OHL's YouTube account, Verbatic's probably the only reason why it wasn't a, a bigger blowout, to be quite honest, than this year. It's put together a tidy 13-4-4 record, 900 save percentage, and a 2.87 goals against with two shutouts. North Bay has surprisingly bounced back in that time frame, and Verbatic is that same modern goalie now. He's humongous. I believe he is six foot seven. He is a large, large human being. I gotta say that it it's intriguing to see what they can do because this isn't the first time we've seen the Canadians draft a big goalie and it doesn't work out. Um, I want to say it was Jason Messian who was you know six foot seven and couldn't stop anything at any level. Verbatic six foot six. He's nineteen years old, so he's young. He's growing still, and it's very it's very curious to see what he can become here. It's because North Bay's bounced back, like we said, they're getting better. How much of that is him having a solid season and how much of that is the team around him being better? And that's it for North American goalies. I'm not touching on the AHL or guys in the NHL this year because they're all the same at this point. And I want to leave the professional ranks for another episode and maybe discuss with someone else who covers the Rocket with me or when Laura gets back. I kind of like looking at the the other North American leagues here and seeing what we've got because we haven't talked prospects in a little while outside of World Juniors. And coming up next... We're going to talk defense, folks. Plenty of big-name prospects there and plenty to discuss, and that is coming up next. But first, folks, it is the new year, and that means new fitness goals. That means 
just new life goals in general. And let me tell you this, if you want to get fit or you want to eat healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plans. And Built Bar makes it incredibly easy to stick to your resolution because it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and you're going to want to eat them. Other protein bars can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. This tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, real high in protein. It is absolutely phenomenal. And if you want something else, there's Built Puffs. They're little marshmallow bites. So please go check out Built.com. Check out all the amazing flavors from coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and more. Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So you want to keep your eyes peeled for that. So right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Find what you need to crush your New Year's resolutions. Let Built Bar help you out. Built.com, LOCKED15 for 15% off. As always, folks, I want to thank you so much, and Laura wants to thank you from the other side of the world for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Let's jump right into it. This is one that I'm sure people are going to love the most discuss or have the most discussion about. We are doing first, second, third, and honorable mentions for the defensive prospects in the Montreal Canadian system. And number one, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody, arguably the top prospect in the Canadian system who isn't playing pro hockey. Kane Gooley, 20 games, he's got 18 total points. He's playing for the Edmonton Oil Kings now. He was captain of Team Canada. He's a physical monster. He's going to be a delightful pro to watch. He has some wrinkles to his game that need to be ironed out. His offense isn't quite where you want it, but he looks like he could be a real steady Joel Edmondson type there, which is there are worse things that you could be in the NHL. I think he's got a little bit more range and mobility. He brings real solid physicality. Caden Gooley is, he's, he's, I don't want to say safe because that makes it sound bad, but he's the kind of guy that a coach can put out there and they don't have to worry about him whatsoever. Is that you can tell him, Caden, kill this penalty. Caden, it's a key defensive zone draw. Get out there, get that puck out of there and get it down the ice. Hey, we got a late power play. We want you to walk that blue line, keep that puck in and get some shots on net. You can trust him in those situations. And I think that is a huge, huge bonus for a guy like him. Uh, And my second star, and I don't think anyone who's listened to this show should be shocked by this, is Jordan Harris. He's not going to have, he doesn't have the point totals a lot like Caden Gooley doesn't. He has 11 points in 18 games playing for Northeastern. He is captaining that team this year. He is what I think of when I think modern defensive defenseman. Very smooth skater, very good in transition, very good with his stick, and he makes all the subtle right small plays. He's a coach's dream, just like you have with Caden Gooley, is that you can put him out there. Power play, fine. Five on five, fine. Defensive zone draws, fine. Offensive zone draws, fine. Penalty kill, defending against an empty net. Caden, or sorry, Jordan Harris is the guy you want on your team. And there was a lot of talk, like, is Mark Bergevin going to get him signed? And he made it seem like it's not a possible thing. And I said it in yesterday's episode, Jordan Harris is a guy I think that Jeff Gordon and whoever's coming in at GM and AGM and such, they have their eyes on him because they want him here because I think losing him is going to hurt this team a little bit. I think he can step in and be an NHL-ready defenseman by the time his season is over. 
I don't know how far Northeastern is going to go. Devin Levi may drag them right to the Frozen Four. That's how good the Sabres goaltending prospect is. But I do think Jordan Harris is a guy that you want to see in a Canadian's uniform before long. I think he's got a ton of talent. I think he's got a lot of skill that this team needs. He's a mobile defensive defenseman with some offensive upside. He's not overly flashy, but he does the little things right. He's such a smart player. There's that word cerebral. We use it to describe Nick Suzuki a lot. Jordan Harris is smart, and he is someone I really want to see on this blue line. And if not, I want to see a King's Ransom coming in return for him, to be quite honest. I think he's good. I don't know if he's going to be Adam Fox, but I do think Jordan Harris is going to be an NHL defenseman for this team in the near future, assuming they can get him signed. And I think Gordon is going to do absolutely everything in his power to get that done. Uh, And my third star, someone who's flying very much under the radar, which, you know, is fair, especially considering the league he's playing in, is William Trudeau of the Charlottetown Islanders in the QMJHL. There are a number of prospects, then we will get to them in the forward section, that are overshadowing everything in the QMJHL right now. Trudeau's got 25 points in 31 games. He's found a really nice home uh, on their parent on their in their defensive group here. He's kind of finding his game. He had a very slow start to the season, but he's getting his skates underneath him. He's making a lot of smart plays. And when I watched him play in the preseason, in the rookie games, and in a couple of the preseason games he played, he he does things that I like. He's bringing the puck deep with his smooth skating. He's looking for other options and then making the right play. It's not flashy, a lot like Jordan Harris. It is not a flashy thing, but I do think that he has this. He just has what I think coaches like, and that's a safety in putting him on the ice. They know what they're getting from him. You're not going to get costly turnovers. You're not going to get wild plays or reckless plays. William Trudeau is going to make the safe outlet pass or take the smart shot. He's not going to hurt you. And that does hurt a little bit when you look at prospects. He isn't flashy. He's not a world beater. When they do prospect pool rankings, there's a lot of guys like William Trudeau out there, but the Canadians defensive grouping, especially their prospect pool has lacked a lot of that recently. And I think William Trudeau is someone that might peak as a tweener, but I do think that he has the base skill set to make it beyond that. It's just a matter of, can he improve his skating talents? Can he find a little more offense in his game? And I quite frankly, don't see why not. Um, and into the honorable mentions, there are two names here that um, I'm actually surprised I haven't talked about more, but Jaden Struble's not having the best season. He has four points in 17 games. And for a guy whose game is offensively based, you, you're hoping for more from him in that. So uh, I will see how his second half of the season goes. I don't know if he's playing through injuries again or what, but Jaden Struble's a guy who has immense talent. He's got physical gifts. He's a he's a brick house out there, to be quite honest. He's all muscle. He's strong. He's reckless. He reminds me a lot of a young PK Subban in that he loves to bring the physicality and then do make plays happen by himself. And my other one, speaking of reckless plays, uh, Arbor Jackeye is on my honorable mentions list. I didn't know what to expect from this kid. When they brought him in, I saw he's big. I saw he took a crap ton of penalties and he didn't put up a lot of points. So far this season, he does take a lot of penalties, but his offense has improved. He's got 17 points in 18 games. If he could stop getting suspended, 
for reckless plays, the slew foot. He literally choke slammed an opponent. Um, he was suspended for taunting after a fight. If he can rein in some of that recklessness a little bit, it's good to play physically. I love watching a good physical defenseman, but keep it within the lines here. You know, I, I think he has something that the Canadians lack, and that's a little bit of snarl there. He's not going to be a big point producer at the NHL level, I don't think, but he's going to be just an absolute nuisance to play against. You know, he's 20 years old. He's a big, big kid, and he loves to play the body. And to see him kind of getting creative on offense now is encouraging. It means he's growing as he should be, to be honest. And I look at him, he stands six foot four, two twenty-five. He could play in the NHL this year, and given the way the Canadians injury situation is, he might. Um, we're going to see whether or not that three-year entry-level deal was the right call by Mark Bergevin and co, or if this is going to be another Jack Nevins situation. Uh, time will tell on that. But in our final segment, folks, we're talking forwards, and there are a lot of good ones in the, in the system this year. We're going to get into those coming up next. But first, BetOnline has you covered as we enter the new year. We're in the college bowl season and through the NFL playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action and head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Choose our promo code locked on to get your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available inside. Bet online, where the game starts. We are back. We are talking prospects. I am doing my unofficial rankings. I am far from a prospect expert, despite what my co-host might tell you. But I do love looking at prospects, doing draft stuff. And we're jumping into the forwards here. And... I'm going to start with my honorable mentions this time and work my way up because of how fun this category is. And in my honorable mentions, I have Sean Farrell with 17 points in 12 games. I have Xavier Simino with 46 points in 24 games. And Brett Stapley, who has 22 points in 18 games played for the University of Denver. And before everyone jumps on me for having Simino ranked in the honorable mentions, despite being the second highest scoring forward in the Canadians prospect pool, he's an overage player. He's playing on a very stacked team. He should be scoring at this kind of pace right now. That's not to take it away from him. I think he might be, they're trying to find that next uh, Harvey Pinard kind of situation there with someone like him. He, he's dominating in a way that's expected of him. So it's hard for me to put him above that because he's doing what he was expected to do. Uh, whereas right now in the same group, Brett Stapley is putting together a very strong season. Uh, I want to say this is probably likely his best season and he is up for contract at the end of it. Um, he's an interesting case because is he Jake Evans? Is he someone else? He's been hot and cold and I think he's a very solid prospect but I do not know what his ceiling is and he needs some professional seasoning. I think he could go that Jake Evans route and become a solid bottom six NHL centerman, but I don't know how, what kind of patience the Canadians are going to have for that right now. But I do think they're going to offer him a contract. 
it, he's it's a lot like Jordan Harris. How far is Denver going to go in the playoffs in the NCAA? And when can they get him here? Because I think he'd play pretty much immediately it, in the top six in the AHL or in the bottom six of the NHL. Injuries or not, I think they would put him there. And it's no secret, I love Sean Farrell on this podcast. He's got, he's put up strong numbers, but he has kind of, uh, to borrow a Call of Duty term here, pub stomped against lesser competition and struggled maybe against some of the harder ones uh, in the Ivy League. But he's a freshman in college. It's an adjustment that he's getting off to this kind of start, I think, is a very good sign for him. And to jump into now the top three, uh, Jan Mishak comes in at my third star, 31 points in 25 games, 17 goals, 14 assists. Team captain of Czechia at the World Juniors that are now canceled. He had a goal in that. Very low penalty minutes. He only has four penalty minutes on the season. And that's a true leader on the ice there. He's producing offensively. He's staying out of the box. And he's helping put together points on the power play. Uh, I When they, Canadians, did uh, rookie camp, they invited one of his line mates. It was um, Avery Hayes. Someone I wouldn't be shocked if they try and offer an AHL deal to when the season is over with. Meshack's putting together a really strong back half of the of his first half. I realize how kind of asinine that sounds, but he had a very slow start and, you know, you wanted more from him. And then it clicked. Um, if you read Catching the Torch at Eyes on the Prize, there's way more in-depth this there. He's more assertive in what he does. And that's what you want from him. We know how skillful Jan Mishak can be, and we know how where his peak is. It's really good to see him bouncing back, and I'm glad that he's getting a chance to play. Like losing an OHL season and going back to a European league where it's a different pace against men, different style, and then bouncing back to the OHL after playing in the AHL and everything, it's not easy, but he's proving that he can make that adjustment work, honestly. Uh, second star, uh, goes to Riley Kidney of the Acadie Bathurst Teton. 41 points in 29 games, 17 goals, 24 assists. Really impressive season. He is a lethal power play weapon. And they've added Hendricks Lapierre back to the Teton. He was lent back from the Washington Capitals. And Kidney was someone that a lot of people were excited about when they looked into him, when they drafted him in the second round of the 2021 draft. It wasn't a name we were expecting, but with a little bit of research and peeling back some of those layers, it's a really it's a really good looking pick right now. Can he develop himself into more than an offensive threat? That remains to be seen, but it's hard to argue when you put up almost a point and a half a game. I know it's the QMJHL, which is a high scoring league by nature, but to be among the top scorers in that league is still impressive. There's a lot of good players out there and he's also competing with two of his fellow Canadians prospects in terms of scoring out there. Xavier Simino has 46 points. And that leads me to our first star, Joshua Waugh, the Sherbrooke Phoenix. 17 goals, 30 assists in 27 games, six penalty minutes, 1.74 points per game. That kid has been on fire. He was the best prospect at rookie camp. He played real well in the preseason. I thought they were going to give him a nice long look. He went back to the QMJHL, knew what he had to do, put on some muscle, got smarter with the way that he played, and is putting in that effort every night. One of the knocks on him is that he sometimes takes games off and that he's not doing what he needs to. The effort isn't there. 
this season, his efforts didn't go without notice. He almost made Team Canada. And by all accounts, I mean, maybe he should have, not like it would have mattered in the end, but he's leading, he's one of the QMJHL's most dangerous players. And if I'm, let me take a look at these stats here. He is second in the QMJHL for points. And the only person who's ahead, uh, that are ahead of him played for Charlottetown and someone um, who now is his teammate. Felix LaFrance now plays for Katie Bathurst. And guess what? He's now teammates with Joshua Wah. And they added Miguel Torghini as well. Like the T-Tone are loading up and that's only going to well, benefit, I should say, um, Riley Kidney, not uh, not uh, Joshua Wah, unfortunately. But I do think there is a lot of positive to take from this in that he was a fifth round pick kind of a you know forgotten piece there i would guess a little bit you know and he's just turned it around and i'm really excited to see what this kid can do i thought he was great when i watched him play in rookie camp and i know he's dominating the queue right now it's not hard to be excited about what he's doing on that team with the phoenix and what he's going to do next he's only getting better and if he's motivated to you know Prove Team Canada, hey, you made a mistake, you should have taken me, and now you can't kind of thing. I'm here for it. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, I know there were a lot of prospects. I didn't cover the AHL or guys playing in the NHL and stuff, and I know that. If you want to tweet me your first, second, and third stars for forwards, defense, goaltenders, etc., I'm at Scott Matlon on Twitter. I am also, the podcast itself is at LO underscore Canadians. Laura is at the active stick as well. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Please make your second listen, Locked on Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have all the betting info you need to come out on top. Give them a listen. They are great, and they are absolutely killing it, folks.